When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. So, uh, Manny, how was that uh, Twitter timeline as the uh, while as the Wolves frittered away that game last night? Since I. Uh, I got to tell you, I fell asleep, boys. I was. Uh, I yeah, was, I think the uh, Wolves' offense fell asleep too in the last uh, few minutes of the game. Now, I guess uh, I could see Youngblood today in his game story uh, seemed very upset that they played everybody 40 minutes, but uh, was trying to win a game at home, I guess. Huh? I guess yeah. Washington because the bench is so terrible. Well, the the bench is just not. I mean, they've 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 been better. This year than they were last year, but that's now not you don't saying Tyus is part of it. You don't it right. You you didn't you 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 didn't have Teague last night, so Tyus had to start, and Tyus played pretty well. And you didn't have Bielita last night, and so you're 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 stuck with Aaron Brooks, who's probably cooked. Mm-hmm. You know Jamal Crawford actually had a you know a pretty good third quarter, so he contributed a little bit. Gorgie gave you. Really what nothing is, last uh, night. What is with him? He cannot, this this role just isn't working for him to be a, uh, uh, have Taj starting instead of him? I guess not. I mean, I, I've i been saying in the last couple of years, I thought Gorgie should be, you know, a, 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 a rotation, like his best role should be, you know, a, a, a backup 20 center. Minute, 20, 20, 20, 25 minute, minute a night backup center. But, but it doesn't seem to be fitting him too it well. It doesn't seem to fit him too well. And I don't know. It, he might be somebody that they may need to move to get somebody else in that might be a better fit. Like, they need they need somebody on their bench who can hit threes and play defense. Mm-hmm. They need, you know, they call them three and D guys in the mm-hmm. NBA. You know, a guy yeah. who can hit, hit some threes play some defense or usually like a wing player or small forward type guy. Doesn't every some... team in the league need that pretty well, much? Well, that's, that's the problem is <laughs> it's every team values a player like that, so you're not going to be able to just trade whoever you want to get mm-hmm. a guy like that. You have to kind of get lucky in free agency or get is a guy it, out of nowhere to, to fill is that it, role. Is it a bad sign with the coach's confidence in you that uh, your bench is, uh, you're too down on your bench because of injuries and then guys having to, you know, move up like Tyus and you play four minutes like Shabazz did last night. Yeah. 
I, I mean, mean, he's I, he's release worthy in my opinion. Well, uh, you know, he's, we're we're starting to happening. see we're starting to see why nobody yes nobody was going to pay him in the mm-hmm. off season. Why he ended up back here for the minimum because uh, I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know Shabazz. I've never interacted with this him. Is the I'm worst sure he's a he's nice ever, guy. but This is just, the worst he's ever been, though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been yeah. terrible. Yeah. He's I been have, terrible. I have a more of a broader NBA question slash okay. observation. I watched a, a decent amount of last night's game, and obviously the Timberwolves have, while they're paying one guy the max contract, and they're going to be paying Towns the max contract, and they're mm. going to eventually have to pay Butler, and they're, they're already paying him a decent amount. I I'm wondering at what point, I mean, their salary structure is so out of whack in the NBA mm-hmm. where look at Golden State, you're paying Steph Curry a boatload of money, yeah. Durant, all these guys. But when you're a team like Memphis, you got to pay Mike Conley almost as much as Golden State's paying Steph because you want to keep him. But your roster is so top heavy. Mm-hmm. There's no balance in the league. Well, they had no. They, the Wolves had no money to spend on their bench, and uh, they won't. After they have, paid Teague and paid Ty. That's, they, I guess they, that's they that's my money. point. Yeah. That's my point. The word your your teams are going to be so top heavy now that I don't. Can, well, can the league sustain this? I that I that I don't. Well, know. They got enough money. Yeah, I mean, the, it's the, just that uh, you're right. That that what it means is, you know why. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be really good. They're going to have a hell of a bench. Yeah. They're going to have a hell of a bench. They're going to get Isaiah Thomas back here pretty soon. They're going to have a great bench. Here's the other thing, too. Golden State has sort of, because they are the perfect team. I mean, they they play defense. They hit threes. They move the ball. You know, they share the ball. They got all these stars, but they share the ball. They're deep. They're well coached. They they are the perfect team, and everybody else in the league is behind them. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to look at. I mean, the Cavaliers two weeks ago, everybody was wondering no. about them because they were in kind of a funk, and now, now they've, they've won, won eight in a row, row. Nine eight in a row. nine in a row, and and they don't have Isaiah yet. Yeah, and so I mean, it it's Golden State has made it tough for everybody else because now everybody is being held to. Their standard, and if you're not looking like the Golden State Warriors, you're terrible. Well, and that was the narrative. So many people. That was the narrative throughout the entire playoff run last year. Was we knew that it was going to be Golden State and Cleveland the finals, yeah. and it probably might be that again this year. And, but that can't possibly be good for the league as a whole. And, and here's the thing, though, too. There's there's not a whole lot. I mean, the the league has already put in these different incentives with you to know stay with the club, yeah. for guys to stay with the clubs and but when Kevin Durant getting, still left and went to yeah, Golden State. Everybody's getting forty million for his shoes, so what's he care? Yeah. I mean that's it, the it, thing, it, the shoe contracts is makes money. And Golden you know? State also got really lucky. You know, Joe Lake of their their owner, you know, a couple of years ago he said, Oh yeah, we're we're ahead of everybody else, you know, we're and, and they are, but they also got very lucky. Yeah. Because the first contract for Steph Curry after his rookie deal, they only had to pay him about eleven million dollars a year because they were worried about his ankles and they weren't yep. they hadn't figured out how to keep him healthy in that regard. And that allowed them with the spike in the salary cap to have enough cap space to go and get Kevin Durant. That what that happened, that that you, never happens. Well, here's my advice, ladies and gentlemen. If you got an extra hundred thousand sitting around, bet the Pelicans tonight. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we shall be back. Todd Hafner, the uh, Mankato, the uh, Minnesota State Mankato Mavericks coach. 
They got the big uh, game this uh, Saturday with Texas A&M Commerce at beautiful Blakesley Field. And uh, also, uh, Adam Thielen played there, as you might recall. We'll talk to uh, Todd about uh, both those things uh, in a few minutes. Todd Hoffner, the coach at Minnesota State Mankato. Adam Thielen's going to look pretty good on the cover of that uh, recruiting brochure, sir. (laughs) Without a doubt, he's uh, definitely done Minnesota State and himself. exceptionally well we're so proud of him and his efforts he's been just outstanding uh did you you know have to fight anybody to get him or just uh, all d2s were after him well let me tell you a story everybody tells about we didn't want him you know gruden and all these guys are trying to claim that minnesota state didn't want him but we're <laughs> the only school that wanted him so where where was the big 10 <laughs> the fcs over the rest of the Division Two world, I mean, uh, he he's a self-made man, and we're so proud of him. But uh, there was no fight at all. He he didn't have any place to go, and we didn't have much money, so we gave him a few bones here and there. And, <laughs> and you know, he's a maverick. Uh, well, I think uh, just uh, we'll get to your team, obviously, but uh, the speed uh, fools people, doesn't it? How fast this kid can run? Yeah, no doubt about it. He wasn't the fastest guy when he arrived at Minnesota State, but uh, when he left, he sure was. So he uh, worked really hard. Um, his work ethic is, you know, one to be admired by all. And just his, uh, you know, just, uh, just determination, I guess, would be the best thing to how to describe him. He just does a, he's relentless and uh, can't take no for an answer. And that's what happened in the uh, whole process to be a, to becoming an NFL star. Yep, that is, uh, it's going to be incredible. He'll be in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that'll, that'll look good on the uh, roster of the Pro Bowl College there, MSU Mankato. All right, tell me about uh, uh, this offense you have now. First of all, I want to ask you about Brandon Zilster's kid brother. Brandon Zilster went from Concordia. He's ripping it up, led the Canadian League. He caught 1,600 yards worth of passes, and they tell me his uh, brother is a clone, basically. Yeah, you know, Shane Zilstra is our guy, and, uh, you know, he's a very gifted and talented athlete, uh, much like Adam Thielen. He's got tremendous range in catching a football. We call it the wheelhouse. He's got a tremendous wheelhouse to catch the ball anywhere away from his body, and he's reliable. He's dependable. He's tied for most touchdowns in a single season here at Minnesota State with 15, so uh, hopefully he'll continue to build on that. He's, he's such a weapon for us. He's uh an isolation guy. He's a guy that can create space. Uh, he's got enough speed to take it the distance, but he's really physical and he's really a, you know, a small space guy. You know, you want somebody to get it done in tight quarters. Uh, we're going to Shane Zilstra. Another uh, one of those uh, Prairie boys too, huh, Spicer? <laughs> we'll yep, him. yep. We'll he's a Minnesota product, so we're really proud of him. You know, he was a trackster and. We do really well with uh, track football guys, and uh, so we gave them, uh, you know, a dual scholarship kind of deal. We're we're trying to spread the love. We have nine guys on our roster right now out of 91 who are track and football, and he's not one of them. But uh, initially, that was part of uh, the selling point. We work everybody out. We test them out. Uh, we try them out. We run them in a 20. We do a pro agility, a vertical jump, a broad jump, and you know, he he lit the world on fire in all those tests. So you never know with a small town guy, you know, what you're going to get, but when they've got uh, that raw athleticism and the, and the family bloodlines like that, it's, 
it sure is impressive, and we were very fortunate to have him be a part of our program. You have a sophomore running back, Nate Gunn, who has missed who missed three games, I guess, earlier with injuries, and he still has uh, what fifteen hundred yards or something like this. Tell me about it. Fourteen hundred thirty-two yeah. yards in ten games. Uh, he's a Chicago area kid. Yeah, so Nate Gunn is a Manuka product, and we've had a pretty steady uh, line of Manuka players and. Uh, you know, he's the, the next one that's come through here. He transferred in, uh, so he had an opportunity to continue to play tailback. Uh, University of South Dakota uh, wanted him to play linebacker, and obviously they have a great team. They're doing a great job. Yeah. So he was just part of a very gifted and talented team, and he wanted an opportunity. And, you know, we're looking for that big bruising kind of running back, and uh, he's tough to tackle. You know, we chart uh, yards after contact. We chart broken tackles. And he's definitely leading the free world in all those categories. He's got great vision, uh, very physical, and he's a finish forward kind of guy. He'll get you all those dirty yards that you're looking for. <laughs> and he's not very far from uh, setting a single-season uh, rushing record himself. So he's Tell not me. far away and hopefully has another big game. But he, he only uh, played in seven games. In the seventh game, he played one quarter. He sat out uh, games eight, nine, ten, and eleven. So. Really? He uh, didn't play much football for us at all. So he's got about nine and a half games, almost 10 games under his belt right now and averaging 150 or something like that a game. I'm not even sure. I don't, I'm not a big stack guy, but I know he's doing exceptionally well for Minnesota State and average football. Tell me about the other running back. First of all, starting with his pronunciation of his last name there, Justin. Justin Terramina, he's another Illinois product, and we've had a long string of Illinois players on our team and he's also a thousand yard rusher uh so first time in school history that uh, we've had two thousand plus yard rushers and uh, he's been just a blessing he's a redshirt freshman he got hurt as a redshirt last year uh, ended up getting a surgery and they cleaned everything up really nice and he's a speedster he's a dual sport guy he's a track mm-hmm. football guy so he's got definitely uh the linear speed to to take it the distance without a doubt if he gets a crease he's gone and, and that's uh his forte we like to spread people out when we run with him and he's just an electrifying player and you're not the biggest guy in the world but boy can he run how long has schlichty kid been your quarterback you know, we played a little bit last year as a uh, redshirt freshman so uh we had the two seniors that took us to the national championship game back in two, 2014 he was a part of that senior crew in 2016 so last year they had two seniors Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, a a couple of sophomores led us to the national championship and right now ryan schlichty's a sophomore and uh jd akawa is a uh redshirted freshman so we we have the two quarterback system ryan takes the line share of the snaps uh he's the leader at that position but both are very uh dynamic productive football players and you know when you got an offensive line to hand the ball off the guys and also play action pass and do all the things you need to do to try and put points on the board and you know our offense coordinator has been doing a great job but ryan schlichty's been uh he's been our starter here for uh, oh boy we're in game 14 coming up this weekend so he's got uh we're 13 and 0 and he's got uh all those games underneath his belt and we we believe in a two quarterback system just because of health purposes and also uh, for unhealthy times too so if one ever gets hurt we have an experienced and mature guy that we can put in the game we don't expect to skip a beat and you know these these players live five minutes in front of their face 
So uh, we don't feel like it's any big deal at all that uh, we rotate quarterbacks also. Todd Hoffner is with us, the man, uh, Minnesota State Mankato football coach. Uh, you got some studly fellas on defense? Yeah, no doubt. We've got uh, some defensive linemen. Zach Dodge was a All-American last year as a sophomore, and he's the interior guy. And the the Minneapolis product, the Eden Prairie product, Evan Perizzo, he's oh, a yeah. senior. And he's a very uh, highly, you know, recognized guy. First team all-conference, up for some, uh, you know, the, the national award for offensive linemen. And uh, he, he's just a... He's just a dynamic player, tremendous pass rusher. Uh, I think he's got 14 or 15 sacks, and, you know, he's about five or six away. So hopefully we play three more games, and he gets an opportunity to sack the quarterback a little bit, and he'll get an opportunity to chase that uh, sack record. But Evan Perizzo has been just a tremendous leader on and off the field. He's a very big man. He's 6'5", 275, and he can run. And and he's getting some looks from the scouts, uh, as well as our receiver in our corner. So... We've got some really good players, and, you know, you don't get this done by not having gifted and talented football players, uh, Patrick. This is, you know, coaching's easy when you have uh, <laughs> players like, like we have, and it's a lot of fun, and, you know, the recruitment world and getting it done in recruiting is, is how you, uh, you know, get notoriety and maybe not notoriety, but recognized as a coach, and, you know, we're getting a lot of praise now, but, you know, all the efforts that all the coaches over the years have put in, in recruiting these young men are, are really paying off. Hey, uh, Todd, uh, the uh, uh, Central Washington got the number one seed. There were some people in Mankato not real happy about that, that you were going to have to get on a plane and go out there. And uh, they were ahead 28-7. to 7. When did you find out you were playing at home? Oh, my goodness. What a <laughs> wild scenario. So we're at our uh, local sandwich shop and, we're watching the game, and, uh, you know, the next thing you know, it's 28-14, 28-21, 28-28. You know, and I already, already started making plans for uh, us taking the trip out there. I called the charter company, and that's the things that you need to do. We're about two hours ahead of them. And one of our boosters, Matt Andriano, who just graduated last year, he already booked a flight when we were at the sandwich place. So he was he was all excited, uh, ready to go out to central Washington. But I guess he's got a 24-hour refund deal and, uh, they lost in overtime double overtime uh, much like us we won in overtime in our first round game against uh, csu pueblo who we played in the national championship yeah, i remember that in yeah. 2014 so uh that was a little bit of redemption there it was good to beat them in overtime and our kicker casey benarski uh, is this guy a pros- american he's is, he's is, pretty special is he's this guy an, from, is he an nfl so prospect had, yeah, I think so. He, he's I hear him right now, and I think he's like 25 of 26 in field goals. He's just got a monster leg. <laughs> you know, are, are great, and kickoffs are in the end zone unless there's a win. And he, he's quite a weapon, you know. And, and once again, gifted and talented players that make a really average coach like myself look good. Hey, Todd, what was the long? Did he have a, like, 58-59, something like that. Didn't yeah, you know, some... the NCAA Division II record is 67 yards, and he hit a 63-yard field goal. <laughs> and uh, that thing cleared, uh, and I'm not kidding you, by about 10, 12 yards. So <laughs> we're thinking he could have had that record on that day, but, you know, we don't go into a game yeah. saying, hey, we're going to get this record today. Or He's got the MSU record for longest field goal uh, in a season, but, uh, you know, he's not far off from the – NCAA or a Division II record, and you know he he definitely very very good, and 
and we love him and he's doing a great job for us so you know, like I said, you know, uh, luck and lineman will get the job done anytime. <laughs> That's a good quote. Hey, Todd, one last thing. The Northern Sun is, uh, and it's certainly not something for you to be concerned with this week, but uh, uh, what is there anything that can be done scheduling-wise where you guys could play a non-conference game or two uh, that uh, might uh, punch things up a little bit? Yeah, you know, we're playing in our league. 11 games. Asylum. And uh, we got games booked out to 2021, and mm-hmm. you know it, it's an interesting scenario when you play yourselves and you have a North Division, South Division, and the top three teams in the South Division made the playoffs in uh, Duluth and the Mineral Water Bowl uh, this weekend against a team out of the MIAA. But it would be nice uh, to play somebody out of league. But you know the the world and the landscape of NSIC football is changing. You know our scholarships got raised from 28. To 36. So anybody that's got some resources can jump on that bandwagon and add a little depth to their program. I think that's where it really comes into play. When you go from 28 to 36, you're you're looking at adding layers, you know, to your team where you shouldn't skip a beat. You know, we've been so fortunate and so healthy this year that our guys have been able to, you know, uh, make it through 13 games and now 14 and. And, uh, you know, the increase in scholarship is great uh, if you can if you can meet it. Uh, so we're still trying to find money. So if there's any Maverick faithful out there, <laughs> boosters, alumni that really want to help our program out and sustain a championship-level you know, championship football program, we'd, we'd appreciate that phone call. So just putting a little plug out there, you know. Kicking off at noon uh, Saturday or 1? Yep. So we noon. play at uh, noon against uh, Texas A&M Commerce. So this Commerce team played Midwestern State. We just finished beating 63 to 21. Uh, so Midwestern State's up in this game, uh, 40 to 14, and they hang on to win 47-42. So uh, you know the Harlan Hill Trophy goes out to the best Division two player in all of football, uh, and we're playing that guy this weekend. He's up for the. He's a finalist for the Division II Player of the Year at quarterback, and he's pretty special. So they're never out of a game. They're down 28-7 against Central Washington. They found a way to win that one. So this game's for all the marbles, Patrick. This is the uh, regional championship, and uh, if we were fortunate to win this one, it would be our third regional championship in school history. Hey, Todd, thanks for your time. Good luck Saturday. Hey, I appreciate it, Patrick. Take care. All right, Todd Hoffner, the coach at uh, Minnesota State Mankato. Sounds like they got some athletes down there. Doesn't That's what they? we do, Patrick. <laughs> That's what we do at Mankato. They got another Thielen. They got another Zilstra down there. It was another Thielen. That's pretty good. Well, I was thinking, too, when you're talking about that kicker, I bet Zimmer would take him right now. <laughs> oh, well, I saw that. I thought Courier was fun in us when I saw he kicked a 60-some yarder. It cleared said, by 10 yards, he oh, said. Unbelievable. All right. Hey, you want to watch a good football game Saturday at Mankato? Bring a coat. Mr. John Height with a sports update on a busy, lively sports uh, Wednesday. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. The number 12 Minnesota Gophers playing another rated team tonight. They'll face number 10 Miami at Williams Arena. Uh, Vikings play uh, this weekend. They play Atlanta. Their injury report today, linebacker Eric Kendricks was the only player who didn't take part. 
Uh, right tackle Mike Rammers was limited. Uh, he, of course, has missed the last three games with a concussion. But head coach Mike Zimmer said Rammers is not currently in concussion protocol. Uh, meanwhile, the coach also hasn't changed his stance on the quarterback situation. Uh, he said, we're just going one week we at a time. time. You know, since Dalvin Cook and uh, Bradford got hurt right off the bat, and you thought, ooh-ooh, uh, this team has been really healthy, haven't they? Yeah, you're right. They haven't had uh, Remmers once Remmers had the concussion. Guy misses a game every once in a while, but uh, boy, uh, they haven't been wiped out at all. Wild off until Thursday. Zach Parisi skated before the Wild practice for the first time since his back surgery. That's what we need, John. Get him back. Get the team leader back there. He's good in the room. We need some grit. That's right. You need yeah. more, more time for them to practice, too, because they haven't yeah. had any oh, practice yeah, time. Got, yeah. okay, we, there goes that excuse. You guys <laughs> shut up so I can hear how he's doing. How's he doing, Johnny? Well, he skated solo. Obviously, he will not be able uh, to take any contact for a while. Uh, so uh, don't don't. Have they think ever he's told us it was a back injury, or are they still? Uh, yeah, it was back surgery. They, they did tell us. Lower did body. He, did upper, he, uh, upper body. Yeah. Upper body. Uh, somebody told me he injured his girl parts. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, then. Well, let's move along. The Big Ten announcing its wow. offen- offensive all-conference teams today. Three Gophers got honorable mention. Uh, offensive tackle Donnell Green, running back Rodney Smith, and wide receiver Tyler Johnson. Wait a minute. Yes. Honorable mention. Anybody on that offense? Yeah. Uh, who who do, who did? Donnell uh, uh, Green. Donnell Green. Uh, Didn't we throw him out for like the last game? <laughs> Weren't we mad at him or something? It's hard to keep track of all mm-hmm. the guys we're mad at. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Smith. Yeah, well, he was okay. And Tyler Johnson, all honorable mention by the media, and Smith and Johnson were named honorable mention by the coaches. Mm-hmm. That, I think they named three teams. So if you get honorable mention, that pretty much means you played, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were out there. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Lynx forward Maya Moore. By the way, I did check this out, Patrick. This is the first year of this award. Okay. From the magazine. And what does it? What is the definition of it? Of uh, performing. Uh, an all-around thing for both okay. performance okay. as an athlete. Okay. And, so uh, it's the student. It's the NCAA's version of the student athlete awards, right? <laughs> the with, the, with the student emphasis on it. The Lynx uh, forward Maya Moore, Sports Illustrated's Performer of the Year after winning her fourth WNBA championship this season. Uh, she's been a key player on more than a dozen teams that have won championships in different leagues, ranging from her time at UConn to the WNBA to Olympic gold medals to professional leagues around the globe. And uh, the magazine says she's added a slew of individual awards as well and done it all with an eye toward activism and a fight for social justice. I think that... Uh before she entered the WNBA, she'd lost like eight games. Yeah, well, you guys high remember school the school and college. Remember the stat that wow. I found after they wow. won? Yeah, was that she has not gone consecutive years without winning a championship mm-hmm. since oh, like yeah. her wow. freshman year of high school or something <laughs> wow. like that. Well, they yeah. lost no high school games either, and then a right. UConn, he was. Wow. You get a little spoiled that way. Mm -hmm. All she does is win. Uh, And uh, this for Manny, the latest target to emerge in Tennessee's head coaching search, North Carolina State's Dave Dora. Does that do much for you, Manny? Yeah. I'd rather have Greg Schiano. (laughs) You know, he He was Northern Illinois. Followed Jerry Kill at Northern Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be fine. Man, with that. Manny, very noncommittal. Because <laughs> <laughs> so the Brom thing blew up. It's over. Huh? The, apparently, yes. Uh, the two had discussions about the job, but couldn't reach a deal, and so Tennessee decided to move on. Just go, just go get Les Miles at this point. Yes. Just, I, yeah, I mean, yes. if he he may not do a great job, but just for my sake, it'd be entertaining. Bring back Lane. 
Bring yeah, back that, Lance. That too. Yeah. That would be great. What if they just went without a coach? <laughs> yeah, try yeah, going man. without one for mm-hmm. for one year. Coach Let's see what committee. happens. Yeah. Well, Jason Witten already <laughs> took his name out of the uh, consideration the other day. Yeah, there was rumors that yeah. they may go after him. And Even though words, he's still playing. Words, right, he's still an active player in, in the NFL. Words, they're scouring the globe for any white guy they can find instead of calling <laughs> T. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Basically, that's it. But isn't T. Martin a god there? We want an national title. It should be, yeah. I mean, I, he's yeah. my favorite Tennessee fall well, ever. But while Peyton was putting his Peter on the woman's head, T. <laughs> oh Martin was winning a national championship. Don't he should that. be a god there. And now the story of Peyton's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the writers' <laughs> almanac. This has never been disputed. Oh, this has never been disputed. <laughs> oh, Peyton's friend. Peter. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Meet my friend. We'll be back. (laughs) Wow. Sellout tonight at uh, Williams Arena, by all accounts. Uh, Miami rated 10th, so I was trying to recall why they were rated so highly, and I looked it up. They got beat in the first round by 20 by Michigan last year. Michigan. Oh, I don't remember Michigan that. Michigan beat them bloody, 78-58. Huh. So I don't remember that. They, they, that must have been two years did, ago when they went to the Sweet 16. Then. Duke and them, they were actually uh, threatening to win the ACC for a while last year, I thought. Mm-hmm. Though. And then uh, Duke uh, passed them up. In, well, I remember in, they, had a really, North Carolina and, they had a really good team the year with uh, Barry Larkin's kid. He was their point guard. Shane Larkin. Yeah. Yeah. The I shortstop they, I think for the they, Reds. I think they went to the uh, yeah. I think they went to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, they don't have a super duper star. They're kind of like well, we we got a super duper star now in Jordan Murphy, but they don't have a super duper star. They got uh, Jaquan Newton, a senior guard. He's averaging thirteen and a half. Uh, Bruce Brown Jr. is a sophomore guard. He's averaging eleven point eight. Uh, then they got a bunch of guys fives and fives and sixes. They uh, doesn't look like they're huge in any way. They're not. They're not real. Uh, they're not real large, I guess. Uh, Newton six two, and um, eh. they got a seven footer, but it doesn't look like he plays much. Rodney Miller, I guess he does play a little bit, and uh, they they're they're not real big. And I don't know what it is. They haven't played anybody yet. They're six and all, but I looked mm. it up. They haven't played anybody. Unlike so. the golfers who've actually played a couple of yeah, ranked they teams. Played Providence and. They, <laughs> They played that uh, five on three game, so uh, well. But you know what does? They ass. were beating them. They were beating them bloody before they before they got everybody they kicked got out confused. of the game. <laughs> yeah, they got very confused. That's not a real good uh, thing on Avery Johnson's resume, is it? What do you mean? To get his whole bench kicked off? Oh, I agree. Yes. Oh. No, you're I you're mean, exactly uh, right. Let's get a little control of the situation. Now, didn't we? Didn't Patino? Zoban get Richard's name mentioned as a before they hired Avery down. There? I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He got up the, the and the legend was uh, that, uh, and that's when Teague re- reworked you know, his Patino deal. Right? had just had his terrible season, right? No, so I, I think it was the, I thought it was the year, year before, before wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he was getting some heat up here because that season was a flop too. Year two was a flop, 
And uh, he was getting some heat up here. And the legend is the old man had a buddy down there in the media yep. and got somebody to say Richard Patino was That was 2015, I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. In fact, what plane did you use in your tweet uh, when you were— That was Iowa State. That was the Iowa he State job. He was going job. to Iowa State after Freddie left. <laughs> you had the crop duster that was— Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's because they showed—they had all these stories on the— the private jet that somebody was being—I can't—I don't remember what. Coach I don't remember was being either. Flowing in on the private jet, yeah. somebody had the picture of the private jet. And then we found a picture of a the little crop duster. Patino, Iowa State is sources. Iowa State is sent a plane. And then somebody a, didn't somebody run with it when Wisconsin when Bo Ryan left. Was that the job that somebody actually oh, took they all your? Oh, got mad at me. Yeah, because yeah, thought... I said Richard Patino, leading candidate at Wisconsin, was so great. Went. By the way, you know, Barry didn't want to give Greg Gard the job. Right. And I think there's a good chance Barry might pull the plug on this guy after this year. You're kidding. You? Well, they stink. Well, but didn't they? got they... 37 the other night against Virginia. I know that, but aren't they going really young this year? I guess so. With Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, they probably won't. I mean, he's had success so far. He went to the Final Four, and then he, uh, and then he last year they were okay. But uh, did they make the Sweet 16 yes, again last year? Yes, they were in the right? Sweet 16 yeah. last year. So, I, yeah, they wouldn't get rid of him, but I bet he's on double secret probation with Barry. Barry's he just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But it's hard. I mean, he's, he's I mean, they're. they're oh, they're, he's got the, this guy's got the same personality as the football coach, you know, very low key. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's, that seems to be working with the football coach. So, anyway, Miami tonight. Uh, you heading down to the barn? No, I'm going to watch it on the uh, magic of television. Me too. It, it's not on Facebook, right? No, it's, it's not on not Facebook on some, Live. It's not on some place where nobody can possibly find it, is it? Well, and I, I will affirm, or I will tell you, I think I told you this off the air already, my uh, my dad went in for knee replacement surgery. The biggest gopher basketball fan I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life. His very first question, does this TV in my room get ESPN2? That's right. Because he's watching the basketball game. So you got to take him to uh, Madison Square Garden, don't you? Well, he's probably still going to be recovering, but we talked about possibly going this year. I mean, this is it. This is the trip of his life. The Gophers got a chance to win it, and you're going to New York. Yeah. The greatest basketball arena in the country. And the problem is it's the it's a week early, right? Because they're still going to yes. host the East, or the yes. Big East yeah, uh, it's tournament. Yeah, early. It, it'll be interesting if the Big Ten gets about three or four teams beat the first weekend after not playing. What will tenants be? No, if, if they get a bunch of teams get beat, Delaney's really going to look like an idiot since they haven't played for twelve days. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know yeah, what I'm saying okay. Yeah. Let's say the uh, let's say the Gophers get beat in the semifinals in New in Madison Square Garden. Okay. They aren't going to play for third, and they, then they're playing on a Friday in the NCAA tournament. They'll have 13 days off. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's it, it's the most idiotic thing in the history of, of the world. But Delaney thinks Delaney thinks that New York is going to get the hots for the Big Ten because Rutgers is there. We hate Rutgers. By the way, Rutgers basketball teams won a couple of games. I don't know who they're playing, but uh, anyway. Well, I, I – I know a big thing with this tournament is, you know, I've gone a, a couple of times when it's in Chicago and, you know, the attendance is okay, usually for the championship game and on Saturday. But other than that, nobody really goes to the early games anyway. I bet, man, I bet with this Gopher team, though, we'll get a pretty good turnout in New York. I mean, any excuse to go to New York, That's right? A, yeah, probably. All right. All right we uh, shall return. This is the ride with Racy.
Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? Hi. I've seen you before. Well, stop the world. You don't have to be unfriendly. Well, now that's true. But life is crushing in on me. Life can be beautiful. <laughs> I know where it was. Where what was? Where I first saw you. Everything going okay now? A rebel here, without a cause. What a great movie. Oh, you've seen it. Oh, God, Good. yeah. Yes. I think one of the great movies of all time. And you know what? If James Dean and Natalie Wood had gotten together, yeah. they would have had good-looking Oh, I, I, that's had, a safe bet. They would have had, yeah. Natalie already <laughs> did have some. There is evidence of yes. Natalie's ability to produce good-looking uh, kids out there. Uh, that is Natalie Wood. And on this day uh, in 1981, November 29th, 1981, tragically, a natty, a Natalie Wood was found drowned under weird circumstances. She was twice married to Robert Wagner and uh, from 1957 to 1962, and then from 1974 to the time of her death. On the night of November 29th, uh, she was with her husband on their yacht, The Splendor, which was moored off San Santa Catalina near Los Angeles. Also on the yacht was Christopher Walken, who at the time was making the movie Brainstorm with Wood. With Wood. Neither Wagner nor Walken saw what happened to Wood that night, but it was believed she somehow slipped overboard while untying a dinghy attached to the boat. Her body was found in the early hours of the morning, and uh, that was it. Uh, Natalie Wood uh, drowned uh, as a youth in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. uh, Natalie Wood was uh, the best-looking woman of the night in Hollywood, and we had Elizabeth Taylor. Sure, she was pretty good looking. Sure, too. but this kid was uh, fantastic. And if you haven't seen Rebel Without a Cause, uh, track it down. Uh, uh, about great, great movie about troubled youth, basically, mm -hmm. right? Uh, troubled youth, in tension, the tensions that existed. Uh, we, we were just starting to have hoods back then. They were we called them hoods. The guys in the motorcycle, okay, jackets yeah. and the duck. Tail haircuts and the, the greasy uh, hair and the, they know, were the, the tough guys. They were the guys that if you had a daughter, you kept her yes, away from those guys. That, you didn't want him, and and they and uh, of course Sal Minio is who also died very young is uh, in that movie too, and he was uh, he could he he could play a creepy character with the best of them. He was in the fact, young, uh, third guy. We watched that. I remember the first time I saw it was when I was in high school. Mm. We were required to, or really? not required, but it was part of our theater arts uh, class. Wow, we watched it, Rebel Without oh, a Cause, and I fell in love with it. I thought, oh, this movie's fantastic. It was great. And uh, what's funny is Jim Backus, who who did the voice for Mr. Magoo, played the father. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Jim Backus, a uh, famous comedic actor who uh, played the uh, very did a very good job playing Jimmy Dean's father. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.